podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to series two, episode eight of the She Can, She Did podcast. Wherever you are in the world listening to this right now, I hope you're well and having a lovely, lovely week so far. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, hi, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did, which, as I always say, for the sake of this podcast, means that I'm the one asking the questions throughout this chat. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back and thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Between you and me, I absolutely absolutely loved listening to this week's episode back because for me this story acts as a perfect example of how much of an impact you can make as a business owner when profit isn't the sole driving force fueling your motives but rather passion and the commitment to make genuine change spurs you on instead. The story in question belongs to 31 year old Sarah Richard, the founder of Girls Scuba, the worldwide diving movement for women that has amassed a network of 700,000 followers and members since its launch in 2016, which she has gone on to effectively monetize in a number of ways, including, but not limited, to the girls at scuba diving trips around the world, in places like the Maldives, Tonga, Mexico, to name but a few, a paid membership community, and a girls at scuba merchandise that was driven by the demand from her community. If that's not impressive enough, earlier this year Sarah also launched A Waste Free World, the online shop that's committed to reducing plastic consumption that was inspired by how much plastic Sarah and the girls at Scuba Community were finding frequently on their many dives around the world. From how she dominated a niche in the scuba diving market and how she's dealt with the heavy backlash from men who have criticised her decision to focus solely on women, the two of us had quite a lot to say on that topic, as I'm sure you'll soon hear. Um, What happened when the girls at Scuba Instagram account was hacked 14 days and how she navigated the threats from said hacker and the lessons that Sarah drew from the experience in its wake to the impact that her mum's unexpected death in 2009 had on her mindset to not just launching her own business but life in general. Sarah's story in my opinion is an amazing reminder that you really can make a big impact on the world if you're willing to work for it and be the change that you want to see. I say it every week, but I always mean it. I really, really hope you enjoy the chat. La la la. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Shall we start with what Girls at Scuba is all about, in your own words? So Girls at Scuba is a female scuba dive community. It is to try and encourage and empower women to start scuba diving, but also to continue. Scuba diving is was, still is, a very male-dominated sport, so we kind of came in and trying to rise up the females. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of female power is much needed in scuba diving. But the thing is, I think when, when people hear that, it's easy to think it's just kind of like a project, but this is your business, isn't it? Like, you're yeah. making, you're making yeah. money from it. And yes, it is a business. It definitely didn't start to become a business. I'm sure we can get into that yeah. later on, but it was started as like a movement, and it's it will always be a movement. However, there's been so many opportunities that it's now turned it into a business. Amazing. Yeah. Let's, let's go back to the beginning then, in terms of where the idea came from. Yeah, so the idea came from a couple of bad experiences actually. So as I said before, it's very male dominated. I used to work on what we call a liverboard, which is basically a boat which you live on. And you go scuba diving every single day, you kind of wake up, scuba dive, go to sleep, scuba dive is amazing. (laughs) It is the dream. And I was the only female member of staff on this particular boat. And I basically just got so many sexist comments and just really, I think I was treated really badly purely for being a woman. Like there was lots and lots of comments on boobs all the time and like every single time I was wearing a different wetsuit or a different swimsuit it was it was like the topic of the day around the men and it made me feel so uncomfortable and I quit and I was like that's it I don't really want to work in scuba diving anymore because it's just horrible it's sexist and then it kind of 
was really kind of itchy, you know, it was something I needed to itch and I was like, wait, this is not this is not okay. I need to do something about this because if it's happening to me, it's happening to girls all over the world. So how old were you at this point? Twenty-five. Okay. So I'm yeah. thirty-one now. So, you know, and I just thought I can't live with this, I need to do something about it. So that's kind of how it started. So it was almost started in like bad experience, but yeah. it's really No, but I mean that's sometimes they're the thing they do trigger you, don't they? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's do something about this. Yeah. So you're triggered. <laughs> what, what did launching this look like? Well, I mean, the launch is very uneventful, I guess. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, I need to do something about it, so what am I going to do? And at first I thought, well, there's probably going to be something already because we're in the day and age, yeah, well, this is three years ago, that everything's already kind of existed on social media. So I typed in, like, female scuba divers girls scuba diving anything and just nothing came up and I was genuinely so shocked and I was like well, okay then I'm just gonna start one myself and that's it so I literally started a Facebook group girls at scuba and I closed my laptop and I went to bed and that is literally how girls at scuba launched I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was but, uh, yeah hang on so you, you create the group and then go to bed but like you must have you must have told someone you know I mean? yeah no well I mean I added like all three of my girlfriends that I knew that scuba dived in the whole entire world. Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind, I was living in Hong Kong at that time, which is such an affluent, amazing city, meet, meeting people every single day, but I literally knew three girls. So I added them, and I was like, I'll add your friends. And when I woke up, there was 100 members, and I was honestly just like, this is amazing. This is the biggest achievement of my life. Yeah. I've just got 100 women to start talking about all of these problems that we've got in scuba diving. And yeah. I was like, cool, I'm done. <laughs> like, it and amazing. it's how big now? Overall, a whole network work we have 700,000 which is mad it's mental actually mad so I'm just trying to picture it so in that Facebook group you just it was initially just kind of talking kind of sharing challenges that you're facing yeah it was talking yeah challenges but it was also like uniting it was also celebrating women and celebrating women in scuba diving because that had never been done before and you know I know that you know we live in a very progressive society when it comes to feminism but it seemed like scuba diving was so far behind so so being able to be a part even, of that. Even now, though, it's yeah, bad. Like, even people now. kind of think that we're, we've come so far, but stats are still... No. Like, there's so much more to do. It like, is, it's mad. It is absolutely incredible. Like, I was telling my PR earlier that 1% of the population scuba dive, mm. and of that 1%, 70% are male. Oh, my God. And it's like, sometimes you think of that fact and you think, my gosh, I have got so much work to do. Yeah. But then you also look at it and you think, well, how lucky am I? Because I, could, I can literally stop anybody on the street and be like this is what we're doing yeah. this, you know and it's like you've got this opportunity to make a difference mm. and it's incredible 100% so talk me through how it went from how you kind of grew this thing into what it is now because you know you've got those 100 people and it's obviously in the space of three years just taken off so yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in that growth period Switch, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. How, how I guess proactive you were yeah so the, the Facebook group started in July 2016 and I didn't register the business until July 2017 so it was a year before I really realised there was a business potential in it yeah. and I don't know whether that was me just being naive and not knowing about business I don't have any business background or whether I guess I I almost felt like it shouldn't be a business because it was a movement and it was, you know, it was something for the better good and it really shouldn't be about me or trying to make money from it. But it kind of turned into a business by default almost because a lot of the girls were then, you know, I think by the time we registered it as a business, it must have had like 5,000 members. And the girls were asking for like T-shirts and like hats with girls at Scuba Logo on. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, if that's what you want. And then they were asking to do, to all scuba dive together. And I was like, yeah. I can organise trips so then when that kind of started and the money started coming in I was like okay that there really is a massive business opportunity here as well but it was also it was always very important for me to keep it as a movement mm. so I would say there's lots of parts of Girls at Scuba like it is a business but there is almost like yeah, five mini businesses inside and it's making sure that you don't forget why you started isn't yeah it? definitely like the values and everything yeah so what you've got a merch line you've got the trips like talk me through the yeah. actual different business bits it's, it's just like overwhelming when I, when I start talking <laughs> about what it is. Okay, so we've got two online shops, we've got 17 social medias, we've got three websites, and we've got a tour company, we've got merchandise, we've got advertisement, we've got like, oh my 
it's crazy. 17 yeah. social media accounts. 17 social media accounts. For what? Blows my mind. So we have little, like, we have subgroups within Girls at Scuba. So we have Mums at Scuba to encourage mums to get back into scuba diving. We have Girls at Tech Dive, which is a different type of scuba diving. We have Girls at Free Dive. Wow. We have, like, a, the scuba liverboard kind of offers. And um, they're all monetized in some way? Not really. Not all of them are monetized. They're definitely. Um, yeah, but they all, something we've done is that everything always links back to Girls at Scuba. So whether you know it or not, you are a part of Girls at Scuba, however long it takes you to get to the main group and then to see the rest of the business. Yeah, you know, it's all, it all stays in. And then, um, I'm just interested in like the kind of, so the merch, that was I guess the first thing that yeah. turned into like making some money. Yes. Because these are all the little baby steps mm-hmm. that I think are the interesting bit. Yeah. So when you were starting to get those messages, yeah. what was your kind of process about getting, did you go for like cheap ones to just have a logo printed? Like, I mean, coming from obviously knowing absolutely nothing yeah. and having this demand, and I feel like in a way we're really lucky that we had a demand rather than having to create the demand. 100%. So, but then it gave me a little bit of like anxiety. Oh my gosh, I've got to get out of it quickly, you know. So the first ever product we did was a mask strap for your mask. Because actually, girls or anyone with long hair or any hair, your hair gets caught when you take the mask off. Because it's like silicone and it's just horrible. So we created these mask straps. So they're over your mask and you can just slip on and off and your hair doesn't get tangled. And honestly, it's so simple, but it is just... An amazing invention because that in itself is a, like a business. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I could just interview you on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> in terms of the process that goes into Oh, I know. Like, much. honestly, like our mask straps are, they're our bestseller now, and like, yeah, they don't cost that much to make, and you just, we just put our logo on, but. I would say every single scuba diver needs one. And then that's amazing having a market of products that every single scuba diver needs. Yeah. But what we've got over it is that we've got a brand and the girls love to wear the brands. But the original question, yeah, a lot of research on how to get them. Luckily, they're quite small products, so they don't ever cost too much money. But it's always hard because they want, like, large maximum MOQ. So they want you to order, like, a 1,000 at a time and... I started the business with zero money, so that was always quite hard, but it's still a pro- so process. So how did you around that? I managed to find one which was more expensive, but they had only 100, and I was like, oh my god, I'm never going to sell 100. <laughs> I never. <laughs> and I think the first 100 took me about, I think about six months to sell. Yeah. I was selling thousands, so it's, it's incredible. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Do you remember like a turning point in that way you saw the business having legs from a financial perspective like if it took six months to shift those bands yeah I actually think the turning point was six months ago so we business has been a registered business for two years and four months <laughs> only because I had to look at that before I came here <laughs> and about six months ago was when our trips kind of went into full swing and trips when you're organizing group trips for women and you know a large amount of women we have anything up to like 26 people coming at once like obviously there's some money in that and I I really think that turning point was once we'd done a few trips and then there was profit finally after spending everything and then it was kind of like wow like this is a business you know now I have created a business and you know not to talk too much about financial but with money comes money yeah and you can't if you don't have any money, it's, it's very, very hard to create it. But once you really work hard, you create money and you invest all that back in, then yeah, it starts so, to grow. It's so, like, I, I feel like I'm meeting you at the right time because I'm so in limbo. I'm working on some stuff at the moment, which you can just did. Mm. And it's like, I can picture what I could do with the business once I get that bit off the ground. But yeah. to get that bit, you need the money. Oh, it's just, mm-hmm. but I know full well that to stick at it. Of course. Because I mean, there will be that turning point. Exactly. It's so frustrating waiting for it. I know, but it's going to come. Yeah, and that's yeah. the, the amazing thing about learning patience, which I have not learned. But um, <laughs> yeah, it took me two years and four months to, I only started paying myself a salary six months ago and my salary is, is very low. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter because it's so exciting the journey and it even you know it doesn't even matter how much money it is it's so exciting that you can create something from nothing and make money out of it yeah 100%. it's great back to the marketing aspect of this mm-hmm. given that you've now got com- like 700,000 yeah. people in that network mm-hmm. is huge yeah. that's of so much value to a lot of brands yeah definitely so let's go back to that because I think that would be of mm-hmm. interest to people how did you grow that 
Yeah, so I think that our story is a little bit different from maybe other businesses. Girls at Scuba, we found a niche and we dominated a niche and that sounds really fancy and lovely, but the truth of that is there was nobody in it. Yeah. So we almost created a niche and being able to do that is not what everyone can do. As I said before, it's like when you start something that no one else has done it, you've got this amazing scope, but when, you, when you're when you doing something that everyone else has done, yeah, like to get exactly. that Instagram followers, to get that social media is very hard. So creating Girls at Scuba was the first of its kind and that in itself was enough to get us, you know, I'd say, yeah. yeah, and I'd say that kind of initial 5,000 members within the group, it was all done word of mouth, mm -hmm. like completely word of mouth. But then what I think worked really well with the marketing was creating a network. So Girls at Scuba is actually called the Girls at Scuba Network as a business because we've got all of those you know, 17 social medias um, inside of it. So creating a network of social medias that all linked back to it. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a female that's interested in scuba diving, but maybe you like the ocean, or maybe you're into free diving, or maybe you're just into female empowerment. Mm. And all of those things within inside of the network link back. Yeah. So it's almost like you're creating your own circle. And I do think it is quite, as I said before, it is quite different with our industry because having the opportunity in 2016 to start something that's never been done, it's not, yeah, it doesn't happen yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> so marketing um, was actually so much fun because we had like so much scope with it and it was almost like we could do anything. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you're answering a problem, the there's such value in that in terms of, exactly. I presume, the feedback you were getting spurred you on. And yeah. And then we were helping women with, yeah, with a problem, and yeah. that's, uh, that's unmarketable, if yeah, you, yeah, you could definitely. say. That's well, it markets itself, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, but, I mean, we definitely have had our struggles. It wasn't, it wasn't like an easy ride, for sure it wasn't. I mean, our Instagram, for instance, is quite a funny story. Our Instagram got hacked once we got to 20,000. Oh, my God. Um, and it was hacked by a man, and it's quite, yeah, yeah. It's quite a story <laughs> itself. This particular man was actually in the scuba dive industry, and there's obviously got some kind of resentment towards what we were doing and magically managed to hack our account and then threaten us that either we buy it back from him from for a ridiculous sum or he starts posting on our behalf of Girls at Scuba everything detrimental towards women and I was like are you actually kidding me? I was oh like you are literally the reason why we have started. You, have you met that person before? No well I don't know no, it awesome. was it was under you know a different profile or whatever, but yeah. you know, Bob the scuba diver. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> just like, it was ridiculous, and then so yeah, he hacked our account, and of course I'm not going to buy back my own account. But then it was like, what should we do? And Facebook and Instagram didn't help at all. And amazingly, one of the members in Girls at Scuba worked for Instagram, and she kind of found out about this, and within two hours she got our account back. Oh but God. he deleted every single photo from the beginning of starting Girls at Scuba. Deleted every single photo and had lost us like thousands and thousands of followers so we really had to start again with content because for us content was the most important it wasn't about the followers like we'd spent I think it was like a year and a half creating this positive imagery of women and now there was nothing I mean hang on that's such a massive bad day on the job <laughs> yeah, and as, far as, as far as bad days go like yeah. that's up there is one of the worst I've heard in a while yeah. like the reality of it like obviously we're, we're like kind of joking about it now but in mm. a, like hindsight's nice like that you can yeah um let's go back to that mm. when you realize that how knowing that it's all of your work on the line there yeah what was the reality of that situation like in terms of actually on a kind of step by step how you went about handling that Did yeah you find out even like that there's someone in your network that works yeah i know in terms of like sharing how did you get the word out there if you didn't have control of the Right, well, I think account. this is, I mean, that's the power of community, basically, yeah. it is like the end part of the story. But I was in Egypt at the time, I used to work in Egypt, and I was just scuba dive every day and just create the network and build it up. And I woke up and um, I actually had loads of WhatsApps from like all of my friends being like, oh my gosh, what's happened to your account? And I was like, oh God, what's happened to my account? And then discovered it had been hacked and I just did not know what to do. I, I think I didn't do anything, I went scuba diving. When in doubt, just I was like, maybe I'll turn my my phone on and up again or something yeah, like, yeah. I was like really and then as it progressed it you know it, I think it took about 14 days to get the account back oh my and God. all every day was messages from this man saying you know like to your personal account 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was all linked and it was all just, it was crazy. So what I did was put on the Facebook group and just was like, girls, this is what happened. This is what's happened. We've been hacked. Please unfollow this account. I actually started a new account, Girls That Scuba Dive, and just thought like, well, there goes my brand. I guess I'll start again. You know, I, I just didn't know what to do. And then, yeah, eventually throughout this network, it got back to this lady who worked on Instagram and contacted me two hours later. She's probably my, like, my most valuable contact yeah, 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 she was like don't worry this won't happen again oh <laughs> so yeah no it was pretty terrible but um, but the, do you know what though it does show you the power of community we, community but also the fact that when your business solely relies on instagram oh yeah if if that happens it completely changed like, my mindset after that yeah completely yeah. like oh it's making me think like yeah that. i honestly i think instagram's a really really great tool i think especially for us it's amazing to get out to younger girls to show positive imagery of women but for me um if it did do that again today i could easily close it and, and still know how to reach women through other forms yeah, yeah. we don't own instagram you know like personally our website we, we have a lot yeah, more control definitely. over yeah it's, it's so, just yeah. funny because i've heard so many marketing experts that talk about that about if instagram goes down and i'm just what thinking you shit, you're the first where it like you've had that yeah it happened it's yeah. happened twice actually it has happened twice oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it happened, yeah it happened oh, i can't even remember what happened now but it was so it's so dramatic it's, it's interesting though that you said that you just immediately set up a new one and were mm-hmm. happy to just start from scratch because i think that it would be all too easy to just be like well that's it then why bother yeah and exactly like, but it shows that there's passion there yeah, and there's, I think if you have got a strong enough brand and a strong enough community, you can reach them yeah. via any forms, and Instagram will have its day yeah, <laughs> in our lifetime. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I saw this clever little infographic thing on LinkedIn about a month ago that tracked the rise and fall of different social media platforms mm-hmm. over the past 15 years, Yeah, and it's so weird. You kind of see, like, MySpace rocket, and then Facebook yeah, comes right. up, and MySpace just MySpace. crashes as Facebook yeah. grows. And then like, oh no, how much Twitter was before those. Yeah, exactly. And then Instagram comes out of nowhere, but in the same yeah. way that all of the others did. Something and then something's going to come. Yeah. So it's just kind of reminding yourself of yeah. that sometimes. <laughs> and as I said, it really did change my way of thinking towards social media so I actually don't run our social media anymore our main one we have a social media manager for me it's like a much more healthy relationship as well and you know like I'm sure we'll come on to it later but it's the importance of hiring staff to do other stuff you know it's outsourcing people you can't do everything yourself and especially when things like that happen you're like you know what I'm going to step away I'm going to put my energy towards something else it's so yeah a hundred percent. Let's talk about that. When did you realise that you were ready to delegate? I don't think I've ever realised. <laughs> I think it's really hard. Tell you. Yeah. Sarah's time. Yeah, I just think it's really hard when you create something yourself. And the reality is, is no one is ever going to love it as much as you. Yeah. And I think it's understanding that reality and, and accepting it, and then just being like, well, okay, no one's going to like love it as much as I do, but there may be someone that can bring in fresh new ideas. Yeah. So it was about a year ago that I first hired the first member of staff. And I mean, it's been unbelievable because it just gives you something else that you can do. Yeah. What what, um, do, what do they do? Well, with the shop manager. So we've got two. So I've got two businesses <laughs> officially. We've got a plastic free business, and then we've got girls at scuba, and we've both got an online shop for both of them. And the, yeah, <laughs> we have merchandise. I'm just like, I just oh wow. <laughs> I know it is, wow. it is mental, but. The plastic-free shop, we sell like alternatives to everyday plastic products. Yeah. Uh, and then the girls at Scuba shop, we sell girls at Scuba merchandise. And I literally used to pack all of them in my front room and go to the post office and queue in the post office. <laughs> Where I live in Hastings is quite known for the, an elderly uh, community. So yeah. I would literally stand in behind, you know, the older people just having a great time in life being like, I've got so much to do. <laughs> so I hired someone to do that and it took so much you know it, it just gave me it was almost like it gave me extra time yeah and I was like wow <laughs> I've um, just started outsourcing the editing for this mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's like been the biggest yeah, game changer like, I know just, and then oh, when you realise how, how much money at first you think oh god that's so expensive to hire it's someone good use. but what it gives you back yeah. is you're like oh my god I'd pay you double yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're giving me a new freedom yeah, it's, mad, <laughs> it's crazy it? yeah kind of challenges at the beginning because I think that it's so hard with this business because there's so much to it that 
I yeah. honestly I could hone in on all of I them. I know. But, and that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like yeah. you're just tra- organizing travel. Yeah. That's got oh my headaches. Gosh. Yeah. The plastic free shop. Yeah. Just there's so many different bits. <laughs> Running an online community. Yeah. I don't know where to start. I know. So I wake up every morning. <laughs> I'm like stressed here, Sarah. I'm like, where am I, I going? <laughs> like, what has been the hardest hat to wear? Just managing it all, I think. But also remembering that it's you know remembering where it first started you know I think that as we continue with all these amazing new businesses and all of these amazing new projects I'm I, I never want to forget that it is you know we're doing it for women in the community the hardest things that we've come across with girls at scuba yeah. is the backlash with men yeah. So we, we get quite a lot of negative comments about why we run a female-only community. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I had my first batch of that about a month ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's mental, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, carry on, and, Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, it's almost, like, nice to know that it happens yeah, yeah, to other people. And I've heard it, like, oh, with a yeah. like, gender-focused thing. So I think that's been the hardest thing because you know you're trying to do so much good and you're trying to do all of all of these hats at once and you're trying to just really raise up females and then I mean we had a guy this is this is another crazy story we also have a membership platform our membership platform the girls pay for and they get access for life to discounts from a load of scuba outlets dive centers everything like that and we, we created it because of like pink tax because pink tax is like super super true in in scuba diving so pink tax is is when companies just charge more for the female product even though it's exactly the same as the male product so for instance in the wetsuits they'll just have a little line of pink and it will be $50 more expensive but it's exactly the same wetsuit so we created the membership platform to almost like give back to women like we've been doing this pink tax for so long we've just got loads of brands involved we've got loads of dive centres loads of liverboard companies offering discount and it's just for women well I say it's just for the girls at scuba community and a man actually said that what we were doing was illegal because we can't just help women like we can't just give women a discount and not men and I was like what are you well, talking you about <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can so, well, I, the way I see it right because uh, I've, I've been called out you know on, on why I mean to be fair men can come to my events if they want to yeah but I just always say to them you're more than welcome but it's focused on women yeah and you're, you're that's that's who I'm mm-hmm. kind of targeting at but you're more than welcome but for instance you know baby clothes for instance yeah. there's so many cute baby clothes where I'm like oh that'd be such a good adult I'd wear that yeah like, oh my god like I, everything sharks that. yeah oh, oh my god <laughs> the dinosaur ones <laughs> yeah like, some of the pajamas I'm like I would literally yeah. wear do I call those brands out and that's... say why why haven't you made that for a woman like I could wear that oh, this is no, so you funny you saying and I just it. think like, this is the argument yeah, as well it's mad like how gender thing yeah. you think that like you can call people out on that I'm yeah. like yeah, that's just business you have a niche target audience yeah exactly end <laughs> of argument that's, I know that's it to me and this is it created a big argument actually and this um, somebody was talking about mother care mm. I think there was, there was like something that came out about mother care that they were kind of almost changing their name because it was like it was only targeted towards mothers and then it was like what's wrong with that I literally (laughs) remember this and I just I honestly it rattles me and I think that do you know what the best response to those is just not responding but that mother care thing I remember that and just Mm -hmm. thinking like that is business yeah they are aiming it at mums what's wrong with that in the same way that Waitrose have a target audience for I don't know a certain yeah. customer and it has to have a different or even down the customer. vegan aisle to the yeah. vegans exactly. like, what's the difference exactly I just yeah I mean it's, you can't please everyone no right? and obviously yeah like in hindsight just ignore it and just move on but when somebody says that what you're doing is illegal yeah. and you've worked so hard to create business and then you start doubting yourself and I was like what if what we are doing is illegal then my whole business is gone yeah. you know that we can't target it towards women and it's I just would have I wonder if the tables had turned and you told a man that what he was doing is illegal he would actually feel the way that we feel yeah. and then now it's just made me like it's made me just want to do it more yeah, it's made me so. want to help women more and just like yeah just don't listen to the haters. Yeah, no, it's, it's so, 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 so 
true. <clears throat> and I just think it, if you go back to the stats, there's so much more work to still be done. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's the thing. And I think when you do have an online community like that, as big as yours, it you're not going to please everyone. Yeah, you do also open yourself up for criticism. Mm-hmm. That is very hard to see. And it is disappointing to see it to men because it's not all men. There's some fantastic men in scuba yeah, diving exactly. that I actually couldn't be where I am right now in my exactly. business without the men. But then it's just these tiny few. Yeah. I mean, women do do it as well, yeah, to be honest. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> we no, do no, also no. get hate from women. And that's the thing, it never should be a, like a male bashing. No, it's exactly. Like not about that. And that so do you know what? I think that because Girls at Scuba Facebook group is a closed Facebook group just for women, yeah. like they have to request to come in and we're very, very harsh on, you know, making sure that we never let men in because we want to create a safe community. But I think men wonder what's going on inside. Yeah. We've had people create fake profiles to pretend they're a woman so they can get in. And I'm just like, what do you think is happening? And so we're not bashing men. We're not talking about anything you'd probably even be interested yeah. in, you know? You know, we took like periods, like it's such a prime example of why we need a female scuba community. Can you scuba dive in your period? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people don't know the answer to that. And the answer is yes, by the way, but you know. God, what about sharks? Exactly, and this is what everyone says. I mean, we have, we've written an article, basically, can you scuba dive on your period because of sharks? If you type that in, then girls at scuba will come up because it's such a normal question. So, hang on though, I've always <laughs> wondered can. this. Yeah. What, hang on, but what, won't they come after you? No, I mean, the reality, unfortunately, Unfortunately now is the amount of sharks in the ocean is just depleting and there hardly is any. If you see a shark on a dive you are very lucky but period blood is you're going to get an, a tiny little drop in a, literally an ocean. Yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't, it's not like there's a mass amount. Are, so yeah I mean that sharks, sharks can sense a certain amount of blood but it's not a drop, it's not it's like not a drop. And also sharks, I mean they've obviously got a very bad media but they're not out to kill humans. Yeah. If they, you know, they're not, not there to come and get you but I mean I'd say 99% of dives you don't even come near a shark. Um, but no, they wouldn't come near you just for a, a little tiny drop of blood. They're yeah. looking for a massive fish that's just been yeah. cut open. Yeah. God, you learn something new every day. <laughs> what about other kind of headaches? I feel like you, there's just so many. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot. <laughs> what, what about that then? Let's talk about when you have got so many different aspects to the business mm. and so many people investing in your idea and Mm -hmm. really believing in you and you've kind of now offering all these different services to them Mm -hmm. like how do you juggle that I mean I I honestly wake up and I'm like what am I going to do today I don't have like plans or anything like that so it is I literally will look at my emails and see what comes first and that works for me just juggling everything at once, I guess. But honestly, it's gonna sound so cheesy, but having a passion for it, and the passion just just drives you, and it it doesn't, doesn't, I don't ever feel like I'm overwhelmed or I've got loads of stuff to do, so I'm like, oh, this is so fun. Like, this young girl that's 14 is just, you know, email me, say she's tried scuba diving for the first time. You're like, wow, that's amazing. And then, you know, it's just, it's all so much fun. So that's probably a really bad answer. No, not at all, it really isn't. I think it's just, you just, get on with it don't yeah you? yeah yeah just get on with it and you yeah. enjoy it i mean it's that classic quote if you do something you love you never work a day in your life yeah. so yeah and what's about managing like. a team oh that's probably something i'm not as good at <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not as good at but i don't I mean, maybe enjoy as much because i really enjoy you know starting the things up and the like creating and yeah. then when it comes to like managing the team i'm just like well what do you think so i think a lot of myself know that they're the ones that kind of come to me and say like do you think we should do this 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 and i'm like that's exactly what i want when i hire someone i'm like i need you to come in with fresh eyes yeah. but i think that's it's such a good thing because you hear about micromanaging and when founders got such a vision that they want it done exactly their way that it kind of stifles everyone else's creativity so yeah. for you to be like that to me kind of says actually no that's, that's yeah, I'm really a really fun place to work I'm definitely really open to people's ideas for sure podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. With regards to diving, do you mm-hmm. still, if this is now your job mm-hmm. and you're making money from it, do you still do it in your kind of spare time to switch off and do you love it as much yeah, as you Yeah, absolutely. So I think scuba diving is the best thing in the whole entire world. Yeah. I honestly do. I've been diving for 11 years now and it's only got better. I think it's just incredible that you can 
breathe underwater, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and the things that you can see, I mean, it is literally like being in a David Attenborough documentary. When Where's the best place you dive? Mexico is my favourite place. Why? I love, like, big animals. So I love, like, the dolphins, the whales, the sharks, everything like that. Some people like the little tiny fish, which I also love. But I just love the experience of swimming or diving with an animal that is a so much bigger than you and b so much older than you when i was in mexico earlier this year we saw four blue whales the blue whale is the biggest animal to ever exist on this planet yeah and it's like you're seeing them and you're just like oh my gosh like my life is insignificant to what what you've seen and i think scuba diving makes you very humble and yeah i will always touch with it I'll always love it and always do it it's crazy because like David Attenborough documentaries to me are like everything and I was even watching the Hunted series the other Mm -hmm. day and it was oh my god I was crying because I was doing (laughs) these killer whales but they they came after this I don't know if it was a blue whale it was some kind of whale's baby Mm -hmm. and and they worked with that that one have you seen it yeah oh my god it was horrendous but yeah I've always preferred so I love being on boats but under it to me there's Yeah, and I think actually that's such an important point to make because I would say that anyone listening to this probably relates to you more than they relate to me because it's like, I've been scuba diving for years, I love it, you know, live, breathe, dive, scuba diving, but actually most people are afraid of it and it's fear in scuba diving is like the most normal thing so fear in scuba diving is just like being nervous on land it's fear is something that we try to do anyway is make it is normalize it so much because every single person that's ever scuba dived has been scared at one point so the great thing is is that it's very relatable whoever you're talking to and especially women we're very good at talking about our emotions so this is also why it's amazing commuting as a scuba because if you posted and said oh i'm a bit scared you'd have literally thousands of women being like that was me I was scared people are scared of putting their head underwater people are scared that the equipment's not going to work people are scared they're going to get claustrophobic like people are scared of so many things and it's so normal and I do think that it's also a challenge especially as an adult we don't challenge ourselves that much in physical physical ways and when you start scuba diving like you will be scared and you will think you can't do it and you will think you don't like it but once you get through that and you come out the other side, it has the ability to change your life. Yeah, 100%. I can mm. associate that because I always think sports to me is my, I love doing sports mm-hmm. challenges in general yeah. because of that mindset that they give you afterwards. It's yeah. kind of like if you can get through that, you can do yeah, exactly. the next thing. Then you should start and, scuba diving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is it's like it's, when I hear stories like that, that mm. way, it was, like, just sounds like, ma- like magic. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just into it isn't it it's yeah definitely and I think it's finding the time it's finding the money you know it is, it's not a cheap sport either but sometimes all you need is a little bit of inspiration and that, I think that's what we try to do and if, if we can just inspire somebody to start scuba diving I'm pretty sure they're going to think it's the best thing ever and they're going to tell their friends about it so it's only, like, I mean everyone that's scuba dived that I know has only ever said good things yeah exactly what have you learned about yourself from from the beginning like from a business perspective Well, I mean, I never, ever thought I would run businesses, and now I run two. (laughs) So I've learned that I can run a business, I can become a businesswoman, um, and it's very, very fun and exciting. But I think I've learned that there's endless possibilities within inside of you. It's almost like sky's the limit. Like, you can actually do whatever you put your mind to. And I think I'm very aware now of what I've learned in the past couple of years is I'm really the only one holding myself back. Mm. So either I kind of let myself free, let myself go and just go for it, or I, you know, stay a bit scared and a bit worried. Yeah. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's like once you jump in, ultimately, you launch the brand, you then control the reins and yeah. you you can take it wherever exactly. you want yeah and I sometimes I like I sometimes think it there's aspects that I've done over the past two years where I'm like I don't enjoy this and then I'm like mm-hmm. hey, like feet I don't actually talk to myself <laughs> <laughs> but then you, you do check in and you're like this isn't what you signed up for so mm-hmm. like yeah it stop off. it then yeah. and it's just like <laughs> sometimes I think it's you think that you should be doing things a certain way and it's like oh, yeah no, like remember that the creative thing yeah exactly like, have fun with it and especially if you run your own business the reason that you run your own business is so you set your own rules yeah definitely so just do it and like yeah. yeah if you don't enjoy something stop doing it I know, and it sounds simple but actually if you really think about it like if you believe in yourself and just believe in 
like what you know you can achieve, I think things things will change. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> have, have you had a lot of support from those around you from the beginning in terms of I'm always really interested in how relationships evolve throughout yeah. the process of launching in business. Yeah. Friends, partner, family, like how mm-hmm. have that aspect of your life kind of looked yeah. like over the past couple of years? I think actually it's quite a good bit of background which will tell you about maybe why I am so passionate and why I am so driven (laughs) why I am so driven is kind of things that have happened in my family situation so when I was 22 2009 my mum passed away very spontaneously so spontaneous always seems like a good word but in my case it's quite bad she she literally was absolutely fine one minute and then she passed away the next minute and it was yeah it's it's all very confusing even still to this date of what happened but it was almost like spontaneous death so at 22 years old when everything was fine you know everything was just going on then suddenly this happened to me and I remember just thinking like I really have two choices in life now like I give up or I carry on but if I carry on I have to do everything differently so obviously I decided you know I'll carry on after a few months it took a long time but I I kind of always knew that I couldn't go back to like an old life I needed to start something new and I needed to actually realize that everything I want to do I need to do now because you never know if tomorrow is guaranteed you never know if you know you're going to wake up the next day so it really changed my mindset and it made me just think I almost like promised to myself that I will make every day count and then I'm hoping that's kind of what I am doing but it also um so when my mum passed away I've got two brothers and I've got a dad so it was me and my brothers and my dad and there was a massive lack of feminine energy because my my brothers and my dad are quite blokey blokes like they didn't talk about their emotions and like you know don't cry because I don't know what to do with you so it you know there was a good few years that I really lacked that feminine energy and I think that that's also what gave me the drive to make sure that we all had it yeah and we all kind of have that around us even if you can't have it from you know your direct relatives you can kind of find it through other people so that really helped this this new side of me like want to do something for women want to raise women up and also surround myself with positive women yeah yeah Yeah. so I think that as well you said like have I got support for my family yes definitely I do feel like I miss so much like I've got a massive part of me missing because my mum and I were best friends and she would have been helping me with the business you know like she would have been working for me and she would have been my biggest supporter but I don't have her so it almost makes me yeah I I hope she (laughs) yeah like you can't not be impressed and like if your mum's yeah. your best friend oh my god yeah I'll, I mean she would have been proud if I yeah. like picked up my coffee and didn't spill it so. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's pretty she would be but I think it also made me want to to kind of show other people because I maybe didn't have that instant recognition from my mum because sometimes that can hold you back because mm-hmm. your mum does think you're the best person in the world and you know you're like yeah mum really am I the best person in the world does this look the best on me can you tell me again yeah so actually not having that yeah. did come with some positives as well because I didn't have that like instant gratification constantly on my shoulder yeah. yeah so then it was it really helped me so it's always like it's, there's always a lot of silver linings when stuff like that happens it's um, on the Milton Keynes panel a few weeks ago one of the panellists her dad just dropped dead mm. at similar age yeah. and she said exactly the same thing it just reinforces you know anything could happen so don't mess around yeah. with something that you're not yeah. passionate about or that exactly like, makes you happy and you know what it, it's so easy to say that it's easy actually, to say that it's, and everyone says that of course it. that's the advice but to live it is so different yeah but I actually feel like in some weird way I've been given a gift because um, yeah it's very easy to say that but it's happened to me and so I actually am living proof so I've been given this gift that like live every day like it's your last or whatever or live every not that it's a bit of a negative thing but live every day like doing what you want and I'm like yes I will because I've seen it happen so it's given me that extra drive and I actually feel like I've got an advantage over some people because I'm like, well, something's happened to me that I know, like, is yeah. inevitable. No, definitely. 
and and I presume that your network now you've made some amazing friends yeah, yeah like, of like, course and I, I mean I get to travel with women which is unbelievable you know where, where do you go like what's the kind of the oh, places yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like obviously you said Mexico but yeah. like, like list some of the okay places. so this year we went to Maldives we went to Mexico we went to Egypt we just come back from Jordan a couple of days ago next year we're going back to Mexico French Polynesia Tonga just uh, Costa Rica we keep going it's just so <laughs> yeah. incredible but I always think, like, when people say, oh, I don't know what if something could be a business, I always mm-hmm. think, work out what you, like, write down what you love on paper. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many people say, oh, I love, I love travelling, I love, yeah. I don't know, looking at animals. Like, yeah. There's so many things that lends itself I know. to. Like, I know, and I think that goes back to what we were saying to begin with, like, how did it become a business? It's, it, was never, it was never there to be a business, but I think that was more because... It, in my eyes, it, it never was a business. This yeah, is like the most passion. amazing yeah, yeah. job in the world. Like I get to scuba dive and meet amazing women from all around the world. So yeah, it's a business, but you know everyone's got to earn their money. 100%. You know, and yeah, you can't apologise for that. No, either. exactly. And going forward, where do you see it going? Well, I think I honestly think sky's the limit, or ocean's yeah. the limit. Can you, <laughs> always see, can you always see yourself doing this? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I, I, I created Girls at Scuba to live way longer than I do, 100%. Yeah. Like, I want Girls at Scuba to be around forever more. You know, it, it needs to be, it needs to be in, in scuba diving. So I will always do this, whoever takes it after me, who knows. But there's so many opportunities. I really want to... I really want to do a swimwear line. I want to do like a recycled plastic swimwear line uh, for scuba divers because a lot of the bikinis, uh, you you get a little nip slip and (laughs) when you take it off the wetsuit and I'm always like, why has nobody created a bikini that like your boob doesn't fall out of? There's there's just so much in the horizon and the trips. um, My main goal is to start a charity. I really want to start a charity to allow girls have never ever been in the ocean before like not never swam we're not talking about scuba diving never seen the ocean never swam the ocean i want to create a program where we can take girls not just girls actually i think just kids in general and show them the ocean for the first time and teach them the right way like sharks aren't bad and plastic is bad honestly i literally (laughs) i'm so angry at my parents for making me watch yours when i did because i i hear all of these stats about the sharks declining and that makes me sad yeah i'm like yeah no, that's because the animal lover in me is like yeah no, that's not nice. but equally if there were i would be i'd literally shit myself if i saw a fin in the water i would i feel like that's what yeah i just because yeah I'd immediately associate that with, with oh, that's it, i'm gonna die yeah i know but it's it's crazy how scared the sharks are of yeah, you no, like it, now it's like you know i'd say that a lot of us are ambassadors for sharks and just shark lovers and we will literally go to a place that we've heard there's a shark to go and try and find yeah. and just observe it and be in its presence and the amount of time you see it and it sees you and it's off you're like come on <laughs> but yeah I think it would be great to teach children the right things yeah. you know not, not not the myths that we know about the ocean yeah. so I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't need to be children definitely um, no, I cannot, no, but I do think that like inner city kids yeah yeah parents, exactly yeah. and I, I just I would love to start a charity that we fund through Girls at Scuba and we also fund in other places and you know donations and stuff and yeah, really try and make a difference to uh, the ocean really needs some help yeah that's amazing <laughs> let's end with those statements being my own boss means sky's the limit which I think I've said a couple of times in this podcast but I truly believe it that it means that you can just achieve whatever you want to achieve absolutely no one's holding you back yeah 100% <laughs> I always think that like any challenge out there or anything that you look at and you think god that, that really pisses me off it's like that yeah that's the thing with a business yeah you can change you it you can change yeah, something I know and that, it's kind of like well go find a way yeah. like, go for it like, it's crazy it's that mindset isn't it yeah. it's like there's a problem well no it doesn't have to be fix it exactly the amount of opportunity you have when you start your own business is, yeah. is crazy yeah when it's not quite going to plan my advice would be to Okay, to embrace the hard days because they make the good ones even easier. I think a lot of people would say um, when things aren't going to plan, like take a break or like just remember it's all going to be okay. I think that we need to actually also, yeah, really embrace bad days because it makes those good days so much better. 100%. And there's also like a real power in knowing. I I think now, don't get me wrong, because this is going to sound really cheesy, because when those bad days come, they are shit. Yeah. They are like, yeah. This is shit. But I do think 
every time they happen, I'm like, it'll be fine. Yeah. As in, like, I'll learn something from this. Yes. And like, even person. though at the time it, it is shit, yeah. it is that kind of, there will be a silver lining. I'll connect the dots one day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just reminding yourself of that bit as well. Yeah. And again, it's an opportunity to be better, to, yeah. to learn from a mistake. I think every single business person in the world would tell you all of the bad things that have happened, but yeah. look at them now. Yeah, so. definitely. Number three, if I could go back to day one of my business, I would tell myself. That I am the only one that is holding myself back because you really only set your own limits and I think that a lot of us are afraid of our own success and I think when you first start, you almost tell yourself that it's not going to work or like, oh, maybe if it doesn't work and I think I would just say, well, you are the only one that can actually tell yourself that. I think I used to rely on, yeah, I need to get the followers, I need to get the members, but regardless of all of that, like, I'm the only one that can make that happen, so I think I would just tell myself to believe in myself, really. Yeah, definitely. If I had to describe myself as a businesswoman, I'd say that I am. A risk taker. I like to take a lot of risks. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Ambitious and resilient yet reliable because I think that I do get quite a lot of hate on what we mentioned before about feminism but I think that I can be resilient but I can also be very open and very vulnerable and relatable to other women because I only started my business two and a half years ago so this is the beginning so I really like to help other people and tell them so I like to be like to think I'm relatable for anyone that wants to start a business I feel like you are good (laughs) What's the, you said risk taker there. What's the biggest yeah. risk you've ever taken? Starting a second business when I'd only started my first one two and a half years ago. My second business is only five months old and um, I had to take out a loan. I started with no money. It was the hardest thing so far. Overworked. <laughs> but yeah, starting a business while you've only really started a first one is probably not the best idea. Oh um, I think that just risked my sanity more than anything. And what have we mentioned that business? No, it's called a waste free world. It's oh the, the plastic free okay. plastic free shop. shop. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. You. Sorry, okay. yeah, we have mentioned Yeah, mentioned time. a bit. I was like, there's another one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, no, but I did think that that would come with its like a fair share of challenges that's the yeah. thing with you it's like I can't pinpoint which bit yeah. to talk about in an hour because there's just been so I know many I don't even want to tell you what's happening in there. <laughs> but very lastly yeah. I want my legacy to be that that the women who come after me feel that the disadvantages that we had as scuba diving women are no longer relevant I'd really love for a young girl to say but why do you need girls at scuba mm. and then I'm just like that that's the best legacy you could ever have is to to solve a problem especially a gender problem in a niche community and scuba diving so yeah amazing Hopefully. thank you <laughs> thank you thank you for listening to she can she did If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important G&Ts in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.